Welcome to Tuesday, August 25th, 2020. It's the 237th day of the year, and there are 129 days left until 2021 begins. This is the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast. I'm your host, Sean Tubbs. Today's shout-out is for the parent-teacher organizations of the Charlottesville City Schools and their request for donations to the Reopening Fund, Ready to Teach, Ready to Learn. Visit their website for more information and to make a contribution. There are another 1,005 new cases of COVID-19 reported today by the Virginia Department of Health and another 23 deaths. The seven-day positive testing rate remains at 6.4% statewide. There is one more death reported in Charlottesville for a total of 46 to date in the entire Thomas Jefferson Health District. The district reported 25 new cases today, with 12 from Albemarle, 8 from Fluvanna, 3 from Charlottesville, and 3 from Green. The Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority's Board of Commissioners last night got an update on the redevelopment of public housing sites in the city. The long-awaited renovation of Crescent Halls, as well as the first phase of new units at South 1st Street, are getting closer to breaking ground. Dave Norris is the Director of Redevelopment at CRHA. We're making good progress in getting to the, getting to closing on our first two projects, and it's, you know, there's a number of hoops we have to jump through, but one of the final hoops uh, was approval from the Fair Housing Office at HUD. HUD is the acronym for the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, and their approval was for something called the Site and Neighborhood Standards Review Process. Norris said the city has assisted CRHA in getting bonds to finance the project and that closing on all of the financial paperwork should take place by October 1st. And then it'll take a little bit of time to mobilize and get some construction uh, activity going, but we're still hoping to break ground this calendar year and that's to be determined, but we're getting there. There are currently 58 vacancies among the city's 376 public housing units as of yesterday, with 26 of those at Crescent Halls in order to prepare for those units to be upgraded as part of the renovation. CRHA Executive Director John Sales said they are working on ways to get those units refurbished so they can be returned to service. Right now we're working with Habitat. Habitat has pledged some construction um, members to assist us with a few units. We currently have a contractor going through some of the units as well. Sales said 49 of the CRHA's housing vouchers are in use, with families living in an affordable living arrangement. And there is a goal of adding 20 more in upcoming weeks. However, there are obstacles to doing so. Unfortunately, the more vouchers we put on the street, the harder it is for individuals to find housing units. And we already had really low numbers when it came to uh, being successful with finding uh, units in a very short amount of time. The CRHA has been discussing ways to incentivize property owners to accept the vouchers. The Charlottesville Chamber of Commerce has been identified as a world leader for the way it has helped local businesses adjust to the COVID-19 pandemic. The International Association of Facilitators will give the Chamber one of 17 Facilitation Impact Awards for the Project Rebound Program. This recognition also goes to the Organizational Excellence Program at the University of Virginia. In May, the Chamber held over three dozen meetings to get input before launching its Blueprint for Economic Resiliency in the Greater Charlottesville Region. That happened on June 25, 2020, two months ago. 
The facilitation work is credited with translating business concerns into concrete ideas that are embedded in the plan. The award will be handed out at a virtual ceremony on October 26th. Virginia's coastline was hit fairly hard earlier this month by Tropical Storm Isaias, which spawned several tornadoes on the eastern shore and caused flooding throughout much of the Commonwealth. That's part of a continuing trend toward a more turbulent climate. This fall, the Northam administration will release a master plan to deal with rising sea levels, which are experienced now in the form of more frequent sunny day flooding. Part of that will include greater data about where flooding occurs, data coordinated by the Commonwealth Center for Recurrent Flooding Resiliency. Retired Navy Admiral Ann Phillips is Northam's special assistant for coastal adaptation and protection. And, and uh, the intent is that it will help localities and communities better understand the context of nuisance flooding, which we are seeing more and more and more of, and which we will see more and more and more of in our future, and then overlay that with sea level rise projections and then also with a Cat 1 or cat, uh, a moderate nor'easter storm. Phillips said nuisance flooding today in some places will lead to permanent inundations, but there can be interventions that would also improve water quality. Earlier this year, the General Assembly passed legislation that strengthens the role the plan will play in Virginia's conservation programs. Phillips made her comments Friday at the annual meeting for Resilient Virginia. Resilient Virginia aims to increase planning for and awareness of adaptation to a changing climate. The word of the day in government meetings today is reservoir. First, the Rivanna Water and Sewer Authority will meet at 2.15 p.m., One topic will be the unveiling of a master plan for land that had been purchased in the 1980s for the Buck Mountain Reservoir. That project never went forward because of the presence of an endangered species. Some original landowners have requested the land be sold back to them, and the master plan is intended to guide the direction that the RWSA will go in. The Greene County Board of Supervisors will get an update on the proposed water supply plan that was to have been taken by the Rapidan Service Authority. Last month, the Madison County and Orange County representatives on the RSA board voted to stop collecting facility fees to pay for impoundment along White Run for a new reservoir. Prepare for this meeting by reading Terry Beige's latest story in the Greene County record. Another meeting today is the Charlottesville Housing Advisory Committee, which meets at 1 p.m., The Rivanna Solid Waste Authority also meets shortly before the RWSA meeting. The two authorities will hold a joint strategic planning meeting as part of the RWSA agenda. And that's it for the latest edition of the Charlottesville Community Engagement Newscast and Newsletter. We will be back tomorrow with another installment from what happened today and what's coming up tomorrow and the rest of the week. Please send this on to a friend. Please decide if you'd like to to support this, either by getting a paid Substack subscription or through donating on Patreon. Thank you so much to those who are doing so, so far. It's making me work much harder and looking forward to expanding the audience and expanding the services that I can provide as part of this effort. I'm Sean Tubbs. Thank you for listening and stay safe out there today and all the days.